Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australia Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. And if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text me on 0401-305077. Or you can email info at faithfm.com.au. Also, you can visit our uh, website, faithfm.com.au. And I would like to welcome David Lima from Family Voice Australia right at the beginning for uh, our program today because uh, I want to hear um, about of his story today, about of his testimony. Today we are going to look into what does it mean to accept Jesus as our Savior. In previous programs we looked at uh, did Jesus really exist? People ask all sorts of questions about this. And we looked into the Bible accounts, but also we looked into the history to see if history proves that Jesus existed, was a real uh, person. Also, we dealt with, um, was Jesus uh, more than a moral teacher, a good man and a good teacher, Mm -hmm. as some people uh, may say, and uh, if the resurrection matters. Also, we ask another question. Is it arrogant to suggest Jesus the only way to salvation? Mm. David, when did you first become a Christian? Mm. That's a good question, Nick. Well, I was raised in something of a Christian home, always very respectful of the things of God. And my mother prayed for me and prayed with me. And so I had a very simple childish faith as a boy but then I joined the local Cub Scouts and the Cub Scouts of course were connected with the local Anglican Church which is a great idea and I'd love more churches to to have these kind of youth movements Mm -hmm. connected with them. They're a great opportunity for sharing the gospel so anyway the choir master of the Anglican Church needed some more choristers to sing in the choir so he came to the Cub Scouts meeting one day and said who would like to come and sing in the choir and I thought that sounded like a good idea so I did and then as part of that the church began to disciple me and encourage me to to make a more mature profession of faith even though I was still a child I was only about 10 I think mm-hmm. when I decided to make that that profession of faith mm. So uh, you were raised in a Christian uh, home, yes. but then what happened? Yes, well, when you grow up, of course, you've got to start making your own decisions. And when I reached the years of discernment, shall we say, more like in the mid-teenage years, mm-hmm. uh, my best friend at school, he was very challenged by the preaching that he heard, the preaching of the gospel. And he realized for the first time that to be a Christian is not doing good works or belonging to a denomination, but it's having a personal relationship with Jesus. That is to have Jesus living inside. The scriptures speak about Christ in you, the hope of glory. What a lovely phrase. Christ in you. And so he was really uh, arrested by that. He was gripped by that. He came to a personal experience. And then the next day at school, he shared that with me. He said, 
that to be a Christian is to receive Jesus. It's not about good works mm. and being a nice person, but receiving him. So I pray that prayer, Jesus, come into my life. Mm. Wonderful. Now, this is a bit of a strange question, yes. uh, but let me ask uh, this. Yes. Why do you continue in the Christian faith? This is a very good question because the world is full of doubts. Mm. Doubts about the Bible, doubts about this, doubts about that. But the more I've lived my life as a Christian, the more I find it to be, shall we say, self-authenticating. And it's really a wonderful personal experience that I've had and which every true Christian has of that inner leading And the proof, if you like, being, shall we say, in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. <laughs> mm. And the way in which the Christian faith works provides enormous comfort to me that it is right and good and true because there are different people with different theories. And I find that I, I can love my wife, I can love my children, and I can live my life to the full because of what Jesus said. You will have life and have it to the full. And that's been my experience. And so that, that confirms to me the truth of the gospel. And, you know, there are debates about the Bible, and I don't have any difficulty with those, but I understand that others may wrestle yeah. with those questions. But for me personally, I'm enormously comforted by the truth because it works. Mm, very good, very good. And finally, uh, David, uh, what does it mean mm. to receive Jesus? Yes. Can you share with yes. us uh, yes. uh, and with our listeners? Well, uh, that's a very interesting question because we – I don't think we quite understand the issue really because you think of all those people that said to Jesus, Lord, Lord, in your name we did this, we worked miracles and we, we did all these wonderful things and he will say, I never knew you. So mm -hmm. it's not sufficient that we just profess faith in Christ uh, because – There were those who came to Jesus that he sent away. Yes. That quite frankly, if they come to some of our churches, they'd be received, welcomed, yeah, all good, tick the box. But he sent them away. So what more is there than, than simply that profession of faith? Mm -hmm. Is there that real change? Will he say, I knew you? Mm. It's not what we say about him. It's whether he says to you and me, Nick, I know you. Yes. And, and perish the thought that he would ever say, I never knew you. Uh, so, so it means receiving Jesus not simply as Savior. We can all say, oh, yeah, he's the Savior. But to receive him as Lord, that's a very different thing. It really means that we are submitting to him, giving everything over to him. Yeah. It means we're turning away from our sins. Yeah. Repent and believe. Yes, that's very good. And I remember now as you... You mentioned that uh, passage in the Bible says, uh, my sheep, you know, mm. they know my voice yes. and they follow yes. me. Yes. And in other parts of the Bible says, that's a very, very sad uh, um, response uh, from Jesus to say, depart from me. Yes. I never right. knew you. Even though it's recorded in the Bible that those people say, but Jesus, haven't we done this and this and this in Indeed. your name? And Jesus said, depart from me, mm. all of you mm. who worked iniquity. That's right. But then think also of that fellow that came to Jesus and said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Unbelief, yes. You see, if you accept that, if you accept that and you ask Jesus, Jesus, that's uh, it. absolutely, but that's it. it's more dangerous when in your arrogancy as mm. a Christian, and many yes. people, you know, I came from a very traditional mm. background, you know, Orthodox background, and everyone 
say that yeah, we are Christians, mm. but they never see the church mm. or going to a church or mm. uh, you mm. know what I mean. Uh, it's one thing to profess, mm. as you just said, um, your beliefs. And it's another thing just to claim that yeah you are a Christian. That's right. That was very good, uh, David. And thank you for sharing with us uh, today on this topic. We are going to take a short break. And uh, we are going to come back into this uh, program with uh, our uh, co-host uh, for today. Uh, but uh, looking forward to hear the full story of your um, walk mm. with Jesus. Mm. Thank you for joining us uh, today. And like always... I would like to pray that God will be with you and with Family Voice Australia in your ministry. God bless. Thank you, Nick. And here is a beautiful song by Daryl Sawyer, The Savior is Waiting. Please stay with us. This is Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A. The Savior is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's nothing in this world to keep you apart. What is your answer to him? Time after time he has waited before And now he is waiting again To see if you're willing to open the One step towards the Savior, my friend You'll find His arms open wide Receive Him and all of your darkness will end Within your heart He'll abide Beautiful song. Our co-host today is uh, Ross. 
Craig and Ross is joining us via Zoom from Western Australia. How are you, Ross? I'm quite well, Nick. It's great to be here. Look, um, this is uh, not so often we do this uh, over Zoom on our drive time program, but we are privileged to have you with us uh, today. And uh, Ross is a pastor of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, serving currently, as I said, in Western Australia. Which part of Western Australia, Ross? I'm in the best part of the entire country, Nick. I'm in what's known as the southwest of Western Australia, It's an absolute glorious spot. Uh, I serve across four churches. All of them have very interesting names, Manjimup, Cooley Cup, Boyup Brook and Katanning. It's spread across a couple of hundred kilometres. All right, uh, Manjimup, is that the correct pronunciation? Spot on. Well Almost. Done. <laughs> uh, I was trying to practice on that. <laughs> hey, Ross, um, as uh, we mentioned a bit earlier, um, uh, this week is a very special uh, week here on Drive Time because we're talking about uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior. And um, as I mentioned a bit earlier, yeah, we, we looked into this. Did Jesus really exist? You know, many people asking this question and we learn with Joseph earlier in a program that uh, the Bible proves that point, that Jesus, it's a real, and not only the Bible, we looked into uh, history, and we quoted some of the historians, um, and uh, it's important to have that understanding of uh, Jesus, that because when you trust yourself, put yourself in somebody's care, because he's our, he's our savior, you need to know something about uh, the savior. And today, Absolutely. today we are going to hear a little bit more, some of uh, personal stories. I may share a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you'll share uh, your work with Jesus, your story. But before, but before even we go into that, Ross, uh, are we able to look into the Bible? And um, there is in John uh, chapter 3 a very interesting story there uh, about um, being born again. Would you like to take us through that story, please? Look, I'd, I'd be delighted because this is a very special part. And this section of John, of course, contains the verse, probably one of two of the most worldwide known verses out of Scripture, but we'll get to that one. Um, yeah, it's a story about Nicodemus who who was actually a church leader in his time. And uh, it was it's interesting because being a Pharisee, he was torn between two worlds. Mm-hmm. He Being a Pharisee, of course, meant that he was very pious and he was very proud of the work that he was doing and, You know, we are, we see in Scripture that the Pharisees loved to show people just how wonderful they were and what awesome things they were doing. But Nicodemus had this other side where he he was a bit uh, concerned, I suppose, about the the spiritual path on which the Pharisees were taking. And it's interesting because he knew he knew that Jesus was someone special, and he knew that Jesus was. Uh, Well, he actually understood, I think, that Jesus was the Son of God well before most other people of his time. 
but he, as I said, he's, he was torn between these two worlds. So he didn't just want to be seen talking to Jesus because the rest of the Pharisees, as we know, well, a lot of the other Pharisees were not very impressed with Jesus. Yes. They, yeah, they, they actually, they really didn't like him at all. They, they, saw they wanted their a, way rather. Exactly. Yeah. And they saw him as a threat, I think, to their income. Um, and their position in the community. Mm. So, yeah, Nicodemus uh, went to see Jesus. He did it at night time. And you actually see that very early in, in the book, uh, in the, the chapter 3 of of John. Uh, in verse 2, it actually says, this man came to see Jesus by night. Mm. So that in itself tells a, a myriad of stories. He, were, he knew he needed to go and see this man, but he was also still had this pride, this this Pharisee upbringing. Um, and it's quite interesting because if you have a look towards the end of the story of Nicodemus in verse uh, number 19, it talks about why, why people will do things in the dark. And it's usually because they're not doing things that are really, <laughs> that's not really very good. And verse 19 actually says that, uh, the men loved darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Not that uh, everything that the Pharisees were doing was particularly evil, but I think uh, Nicodemus had, had concerns about the things that the, the Pharisees were doing. So he went and saw Jesus at night. And it's interesting because he asked, or he, firstly, I think he tried to flatter Jesus um, by saying, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God because no one can do the things or the signs that you are doing. But Jesus didn't take the bait, did he? I, I think it was a, pretty much like a, from a pharisaistic approach, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that very true, very true. Jesus didn't take the bait and immediately he started talking spiritual matters with him. And I think that caught Nicodemus a bit off, off guard mm-hmm. as, uh, as, as we see in verse 4. When Jesus actually told him, you need to be born again, Nicodemus was like, how can you be born again? You know, you can't enter your mother's womb a second time. And then Jesus went on to explain that it, that's not really what he was talking about. He's talking about being born again from above. Yes. And then they go on and uh, Jesus then explains to him a lot about uh, what it means to be born again and what it means to accept a saviour into your life. And Nicodemus still doesn't quite grasp it. He still doesn't quite quite get it. But I, I have the feeling that he he is taking all of this on board as Jesus is speaking. Um, uh, and in, in the book, Desire of Ages, it actually talks a little bit, talks quite a lot about this particular story. Mm-hmm. And uh, the author of Desire of Ages talks about the fact that Jesus was trying to explain to Nicodemus that you don't need theoretical knowledge. It's not the theoretical knowledge that's going to get you to heaven. It's that spiritual regeneration. It's that 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 spiritual relationship that you have with God. So, uh, yeah, Nicodemus is, is quite quite uh, surprised by all of this, I gather. Um, he actually asks Jesus point blank, he says in it, It says this in in verse 9 of chapter 3 of the book of John. Nicodemus answered to him and he said, how can these things be? Mm. Mm. He he really 
I'm not quite sure whether he's not getting it or whether he is just seeking clarification of the thoughts that are in his mind at Mm -hmm. this stage. So Jesus does go on and explains in more detail. He tells him that, uh, you know, we need, we need that rebirth. We need that, we need that spiritual relationship with our heavenly father. We need that spiritual relationship with God because Jesus being the son of God, as uh, a lot of people are aware, came in the form of a human to live as a human and to die as a human Mm -hmm. for us. Mm. And then, of course, we get to that very famous verse in John 3.16 that actually spells it out really clearly what Jesus did for us in that, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it's that believing, it's that believing that's the, the rebirth, it's that believing that that signifies your acceptance of Jesus as your saviour. And that carries a lot of weight. It carries a lot of weight. So Jesus as a saviour, he can be, he he is the only one who can be a saviour. Yes. There is no other option, really. Well, there is no other option, full stop. Yes. He was the son of God and it, it took, God, really, because we know that Jesus is God. He was 100% man and 100% God, and he needed, he needed to die so that he can then fulfill that, that role of saviour for all of mankind who, as that verse 16 points out, who believe in him. Mm-hmm. And belief leads to acceptance. And if we accept him, as our saviour. Oh, I tell you, there are so many benefits to accepting him as saviour. Absolutely, absolutely. And and Ross, uh, you mentioned a bit earlier uh, a book, uh, Desire of Ages, and I'm Mm. going to um, make a bit of advertising about that book because we are going to give it out to our listeners. Um, And if you like to get that book in your hands, please Send an SMS right now as you're listening to 0401-305-077. The book to give out to you is The Desire of Ages. What would you like to share uh, about that book, um, Rose? Because I can see that that impacted you, helped you. Uh, can you share with us and with our listeners in, in just a few words about that book? I was going to say, how long does this show go? <laughs> because the desire of ages is, well, it, it lives up to its name. It's the desire of the ages. And if people are wanting to to know Jesus on a more intimate level, if people are wanting to know about Jesus on, on more than maybe, you know, you've talked to somebody and they've told you a bit about Jesus, but you really want to know about him, this book covers the life of Jesus, the the mission of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, why he came, what he did while he was here, and what he is doing now in such a beautiful, easy to read. It's very easy to read, mm. and it is a delight to read. It's the sort of book that you need to set aside a bit of time because once you start reading, 
you're going to put it down and you're going to want to know, well, what what happens next? I need to pick it back up again. It's yes. a beautiful book and Ab- it's a beautiful story. Absolutely. And if you like to have this book in your hands, don't hesitate to give us uh, a call. You can SMS me right now, 0401-305-077, or you can visit our website, faithfm.com.au. And I believe that book was... Uh, um, endorsed by the Congress of uh, United States, if I'm not wrong. Uh, You're right. Powerful, powerful book. Ross, we are going to take a short break right now, uh, play a song, and we'll be back uh, in a minute. The song I would like to play is In My Heart. Please stay with us. This is Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM uh, Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Krita and our co-host today is Ross Craig from Western Australia joining us uh, via Zoom. That was a beautiful song, Ross, by uh, Malvinas, In My Heart. And I pray that mm-hmm. uh, in my heart, in your, your heart, in everybody's heart, Jesus will find a place. And Ross, I'm going to move now to a little bit more personal um, to you, because I would like you to share with us a little bit of your uh, background, uh, uh, Ross. Now, um, I'm going to ask, uh, what role did Jesus play into your heart, in your childhood? But share with us a little bit of about your family, where you grew up, uh, um, and uh, yeah, take us through a little bit of, of your story. Okay, well, I'm I'm uh, not originally from West Australia, although now I claim it as my home. It's a beautiful place. I'm originally from the south of Queensland. Uh, I was born into a Christian family, and uh, so most people would think that was the perfect start for someone to have being born into a Christian family with parents who, uh, who were, uh, very active within the church, uh, in a little town called Crow's Nest, which if people living in Queensland, they may have heard of it. It's uh, just near Toowoomba, just west of Brisbane. Um, so that's where I first probably heard about Jesus. I was just a little fella. Uh, but in growing up, I, I went to a, a church school in Toowoomba, a Christian church school for a few years. And then that was the only ex, uh, experience I had, I suppose, with Christian education uh, as that was the only Christian school there. But uh, as, as growing up in a Christian household, I thought, as a lot of people do at that time, I guess, that uh, everything was okay. I was in a Christian family. We went to church every week. We're involved in the youth groups. Which means uh, all your, uh, both your parents, they were Christians, yeah? Yes, they were. Um, they both were, well, I suppose, converted into into Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, they were came from different denominations yep. uh, before I was born. Yeah, they had a, an amazing conversion experience. And do you have uh, brothers and sisters? Yeah, how many siblings do you have? <laughs> Mum and dad had uh, six children all up. One one sadly passed away at birth. Uh, so I have, in terms of biological, I have two brothers and two sisters. Mum and dad also fostered. Mm-hmm. So I have 23 foster brothers and sisters. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so altogether, altogether with mum and dad, there would have been 30 if we were ever all together at the same place at the same time. Oh, that's amazing. And um, Ross, um, how was home life like? It was interesting uh, because, uh, you know, you, we, there is that song going around every every colour of the rainbow, red and yellow, black and white. Um, I've got brothers and sisters of all of those. And so the house was never never quiet. It was always, I think, I think the smallest number of children living at home at one time that I can remember is probably 11. Um, but it was, it was a household built around faith. Mm. Uh, we would have morning devotions. We would have evening devotions. 
we would have uh, on a Friday evening, we had this thing called surprise night where <laughs> basically dad would bribe us to learn passages of scripture and if we could recite them, we'd get a lolly. Um, but that has has been a, a delight in, in my latter years now um, because being a minister now in the church, it's handy to remember some scripture from time to time. Mm. And uh, it, like it says in scripture, you know, if, if you uh, teach them while they're young, it'll, they won't forget it. And yeah, but yes, so it was, it, it was a, a, a wonderful upbringing, I guess. Mum and dad did what they needed to do to support the family. Which means um, you accept Jesus in your life at a quite uh, early age of your childhood. Is that right? Well, I thought I did, mm. yes. Um, but then I guess looking back now, and, and hindsight is a wonderful thing, uh, I was I was baptized into the church uh, at the end of year seven, along with everybody else that was in the year seven class. Okay. And I figured that meant that I had accepted Jesus in my life and that I was going to to not just believe in him, but I was going to follow him for the rest of my life. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Now we had we, we had the, some conversation before um, Ross and um, uh, you mentioned that you you had quite a bit of a journey into the world. Um, do you feel comfortable to talk about uh, uh, how that started? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. About how it started? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it started when I moved away from home, actually, and I think that's what happens with a, a lot of our young people today is they move away from home, they move away, and they discover the big wide world. Mm. So I, I moved from uh, the family home in Toowoomba down to Brisbane to go to teacher's college to train to be a teacher. And while I was there, I, I discovered that, uh, well, You know, there was things outside the church and it was, it was very almost imperceptible, I suppose. It's the, you could say it was little bit by little bit by little bit. My journey away from Jesus began. I would start by thinking, oh, well, you know, I've, I've, uh, had a very long week at, at college doing lots of assignments and things like that. And so I'll sleep in on Saturday morning mm. and, uh, it'll be okay. And then it was, You know, sleeping on Saturday morning and miss the Bible study, then just sleeping on Saturday morning and, and, and miss all of it and then not even think about it. And then just little bit by little bit discovered that, uh, you know, I, I needed a, a bit of an income to be able to live on. So I got a job that included weekend work. And so church just went completely out the window. Mm. Um, and yeah, just slowly, slowly, uh, I moved away, but, uh, I ended up being a very, very long way away from God. Right. I got mixed up in a world that, uh, yeah, that is, is not a healthy place. Um, And while you mentioning that, because that resonates a lot with myself too, as I move uh, out of home uh, while I was 14 years old, uh, growing up in a very small village in Transylvania, in Romania. And my mom was uh, born again Christian, but I was so ashamed about uh, her faith and uh, being mocked, you know, all the children in the school. And I wanted to move out and... Uh, As you just said, uh, moving to the city and life was different, was different. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, 
maybe one day I will uh, share a little bit more about my story. It's quite an amazing uh, journey. Um, but what I would like to also ask, uh, Ross, um, when you were, as you say, you know, away from God, what mm-hmm. were your thoughts about him, you know, about Jesus? Yeah, that's that's a really good question because I it's not like I completely forgot about God. It's not like I stopped believing in God. Um but I felt uh, I don't know, I I I knew the people I was mixing with and the organizations I got tied up with and the and the things I was doing um I knew that Deep down in my heart, I knew they weren't right. Mm-hmm. I, I knew. So, you know, what my mum and dad had taught me in and what the, I had learnt uh, growing up at home still stuck with me. But it got to a stage where I decided that I had disappointed God so much that I couldn't go back, mm. that he wouldn't take me back and... uh And I I know now uh, that that is completely false, absolutely completely false. There is nothing you can do um, that will stop him loving you. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. And uh, um, you mentioned about your mother. And uh, again, I would like to link uh, my story with yours here. It wouldn't be for the prayers of our mothers who were, uh, you know, on their knees day and night, uh, praying for their child uh, to come back home. And not back home physically only, you know, uh, but to to come back to God. Because they were trying to plant that seed in our life at early age. And that's what a mother does. That's uh, what a mother is called uh, by God for this purpose for this amazing amazing job and unfortunately so many mothers are um going into this world just to earn a living to do to prove mm-hmm. that they are um something in this life and not realizing that the most important job god gave them to really be home and uh, uh, raise their children and a family and not only the children but even you know husband uh, um, to be a queen of the house that's really really important and uh, i could not uh, help but just remember uh, mm-hmm. And now my mom just passed away a couple of years ago. And uh, uh, I cannot, you know, forget, never forget uh, how she um, um, intercede, if you like, yeah. Uh, yeah. in between me and, and God. And um, God answered her prayers. Definitely, I'm pretty sure uh, in your case, um, that was the same. And mother was very happy. Now, I would like it's to. It's very much the same. Oh, look, look, I'm sorry, but uh, talking about interceding and mother's prayers, um, my mum and my dad both passed away about 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, dad passed away, and six months later, mum passed away. Uh, and it was at my mum's funeral that uh, I was talking to some of the people in the in the nursing village where she was living, the, the, the aged care facility that uh, she was living in at the time. I was talking to some of the other people there and they told me, because at this time I, I was still in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When my parents passed away, I was still in the world and I was told at my mother's funeral that they that my mother and father had been praying every day 
for 25 years that I would come back to the Lord. Wow. That I would take the Lord back into. And so they have passed away without knowing their prayers had answered. Mm. Mm. And whenever I'm feeling down or a little bit stressed, I just picture in my mind uh, resurrection morning, like the second coming. And uh, what a surprise. What a surprise yes, it's going to be. Yeah. For, for mother. Yeah. So I and encourage that, that. all parents. Mm. If you have children that have wandered away from the Lord, don't stop praying for them. Yes. Because it works. Amen. It works. Amen for that. Yeah. Hey, Ross, uh, time is going fast uh, today and yes. I want to hear a little bit more from you. Um, uh, I would like to ask you another question here. Can you remember anything in particular that turned you back to God? Uh, yeah, it was, um, There are a few times that uh, God, I could, looking back again with hindsight, God tapped me on the shoulder just to let me know that he was still about. Um, nine times out of ten, I would shrug, shrug the shoulder to try and get rid of him. Uh, but it was actually possible. There's no one big event. But the thing that really sticks in my mind is the night my mother actually passed away. Um, mum and dad both had Parkinson's disease and had been in and out of hospital quite a lot. And this time when mum was in hospital, for some reason I felt, I needed to go. Um, other times I had, you know, just phoned in basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the night that she passed away. Uh, I'd already been starting to think about coming back to God. Um, in fact, when dad passed away, I would go down with mum and help her to go to church because she had Parkinson's and uh, mobility issues. Yeah. Uh, so the night she passed away, I, I actually got really, really angry at God. Um, I called him all the names under the sun because I, I'd said, felt, Well, I have started to think about you again, and now you take my mother. Mm. Um, and it was two o'clock in the morning, and uh, I didn't know what to do. I thought I just need to ring somebody, and I called an Adventist pastor at two o'clock on a Sunday morning, and he answered the phone, and he came. He jumped in his car, drove across Brisbane. That's a pastor's job, eh? <laughs> oh, he, yeah, yeah. And um, his name is Pastor Keith Grolleman, and he's an amazing man. Um, he came and he walked through the door. And when he walked through the door, something in my mind just snaps. It's like, wow, this man who's a man of God, maybe there is something about this God guy. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so that's where the journey started. It wasn't an overnight experience at all. I had a number of addictions that uh, were very difficult to shake. And I, I was going to ask that, um, uh, Ross, were things um, easy when you turned back to God? Everything was smooth or? <laughs> far from it. Absolutely far from it. It was, it was a rough, a rough number of years. As I said, there was addictions to a number of different chemicals that I needed to get over. Everything from, from coffee right through to some harder chemicals. Mm. Um, and it took time and it, I stumbled and I would, fight and I would stumble and I would fight and I would stumble and then somebody pointed out that I needed to stop trying to do it myself. All right. And that's when when Jesus coming into my life as my saviour literally saved my life because he helped. It still wasn't easy, but I knew that there was going to be life beyond this pain. There was yes. going to be life beyond this agony. And that's one of the things that taking Jesus or accepting Jesus as your Savior or as, as the Savior can do for you. It can give you a sense of peace and a sense of calm, mm-hmm. particularly in today's environment with all the insanity that's going on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, um, you speak of your past as uh, if you have no regrets. Is this uh, the case? And why? Um, well, yes. I, I don't. I, well, I look at it this way. If all that stuff that happened to me when I was, well, number one, growing up and then when I had my journey, in, if all that stuff didn't happen, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. Mm, mm. And it's interesting because at the time going through things, uh, they just seem to be massive battles or, or really dark days or really horrible places. Like I ended up living in a car for a, a quite a period of time. Um, I'd convinced myself that if if I still had a car, then the, the drugs hadn't won because I still owned something. Mm -hmm. I, I had lost everything else I owned except my car and my telephone because a, a drug user needs a telephone to get in mm -hmm. contact with people. Mm -hmm. um, but now that I look back, I can I look at the times where, where really low, the times I got found overdosed in a park or in somebody's backyard or or all these car accidents that I really shouldn't have lived through. Um, and I look back now and I just think, well, that was the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit. So if it wasn't, I, I, I'm not proud of the stuff. Yes, yes. All right? I'm, not, I'm not saying people need to go and do this because you don't, absolutely don't, because um, there's no guarantees. But I look at it now as the fact that this is where it has brought me to. Mm-hmm. And some of the experiences I've had have come in very useful in ministry. Yeah. And we are not advocating, as you just said, uh, here uh, for uh, evil things, you know, in what we are um, tempted to do in life. We are uh, not at all advocating that. But what no. we like to say here, probably, and it's my uh, experience, and I believe yours too, is that... Um, God can turn from yes. something which looks really bad far away from him when you make a step towards God he makes hundreds towards you Absolutely. and and you know this is what we'll like to pass it on uh, even through this uh, uh, program today that if, if there are people there who may say into their own hearts and mind there is not any more any chance for me. Uh, that's mm. it. That's all gone. That's not true. That's not true. Jesus Nobody. Christ, God is waiting for that little move from you and he will show you the amazing power he yes. has and what he can do with you. And uh, I, I definitely... As you just said, we need a few hours to keep going, keep going with yeah, our stories, absolutely. you know, because it seems like as, you know, uh, I get to know you a little bit now. Um, our stories uh, are similar in many aspects. And uh, many times I've been told myself by my friends, oh, lucky you, you've been in the world uh, tasting this and that. And, uh, oh, and yeah. I say, no way, don't think like yeah. that. Even though I was, uh, it's true, I was in, in the world. I'm a, I was in a show business. Um, yeah. I did a lots of uh, things there. But, you know, every morning when I wake up after long nights or sleepless nights and all, uh, you know, those things, those parties, yeah. that was that question in my mind. What is the purpose of your life on this earth? Yeah. And I could not find an answer. Uh, to that one on myself uh, until uh, really God um, uh, pulled me out of uh, of that uh, uh, path. 
Hey, mm. Ross, uh, um, just before we are concluding uh, today, mm-hmm. um, I would like to ask also this uh, this question because I believe this is important also to to tackle. Mm-hmm. It is it is quite amazing, you know, to hear about the changes that have happened, you know, in your life during your journey. So, uh, can I ask uh, what does it mean to you now to accept Jesus as your personal savior? Well, it means that I have a future beyond what is going on in the world today. It it means that I don't need to stress. I don't need to worry about the things that are going on around me. Um, it's it's interesting because just this morning, just a couple of hours ago, I went down to the local aged care facility here because one of our members, our mother, tragically, is in the process of passing away. Mm. Um And just a couple of weeks ago, I also conducted a funeral for a, 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 a non-Christian family. And just to see the stark difference in facing something like death, um, the, 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 the uh, non-Christian family were, were just so absolutely distraught that they had lost this person and they would never see them again and it was all over and mm. the horrible And the, the family I was just visiting with a couple of hours ago, yes, they are sad that their mum was passing away, but they also have that assurance that they're going to see her again. And so for me personally, to have Christ in my life is so, the reassurance is just so, I, I, it's that peace. Mm. And it, it says in Scripture, the peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, I can't explain it. All I know is that, Yeah, we still get stressed out about stuff. Absolutely. You know, the borders being closed and, and this all happening, but we can see beyond. We know that there is something beyond it all. And that is so calming, so delightful. So yeah, what does Jesus mean for me? It means that I'm still alive. It means I know that there is definitely a plan for my life. Mm-hmm. And I know that there is a plan for my life beyond this one. Mm. And um, just uh, before um, we we wrap it up here, uh, Ross, uh, I would like again to mention that amazing book, The Desire of Ages, because it can help uh, you there listening um, to to get closer to Jesus. And the Bible is the only uh, the only. You know, the love letter, if you like, uh, of oh, God uh, to us all. Yeah. But all these books are uh, very um, helpful tools in your hands. And this is an amazing book. Please uh, send us an SMS on 0401-305-077. And you can get this book um, uh, free of charge, no obligation, delivered to your uh, door. If you are here in um, South Australia, I'll make sure this book will get to you as soon as possible. <laughs> If you want to get on our website, faithfm.com.au, then it will be organized, the book to come to your place. Or you can write also an email uh, if that's more convenient for you. Um, info at faithfm.com.au. Ross, uh, it was a privilege to be able to talk to you and hear a bit of your story. Um, hear how um, God uh, reaches out 
Mm. to the unreachable sometime, you know, and that's how we think, you know, but it's not yeah. true in God's eyes. And I'm very happy to happy. see you where you are right now involved in uh, ministry. And I know that uh, you're doing wonderful things uh, there in Western Australia. And I'm pretty sure we'll, we are going to hear more uh, from you and from for the amazing work uh, happening um, over there and all around the world. Here in our country, in Australia, but all around the world, the amazing stories of uh, mm. change lives yeah. are still happening today. God I'm is sure. the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is the same, and uh, it's amazing to uh, to serve a God um, like uh, like Him. Would you like uh, Ross uh, to pray uh, with us and uh, for our listeners today? And if you have a word of encouragement to our listeners, you could share share that too. Absolutely, be a pleasure. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, we have just had a short time, Lord, to talk about just what an impact you can have in someone's life. And Father, if there are people today who are listening who feel that they may have gone too far who feel that they may have done something that is unpardonable. Lord, I just ask that your Holy Spirit impresses them to realize that that is just not possible. Mm. You will forgive all sins if they are confessed to you. Father God, I know through my own journey that you have been with me at all times. You have never let me go, even though sometimes, Lord, I tried to push you away. And, Lord, I just ask that you impress upon the listeners' hearts this afternoon that you are also with them, regardless of where they are, regardless of what they are doing, regardless of what they think their future is. Mm. You have a plan for their lives that is beyond anything that we can imagine. And so I just ask, Father God, again this afternoon, as this meeting comes to a close, as this program comes to a close, that you move close to all people, Lord. Let them see that your love is never ending and you want nothing more than to be with them throughout all of eternity. We pray this through your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Ross. I look, uh, um, our time is up for, uh, for today, but thank you for joining Nick Rita and, uh, Ross Craig on Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. Uh, please, um, join us again, uh, for the next program when we are going to look uh, into is biblical creation death? We are going to uh, to see if creation and evolution do origins matter. Come back with us on Faith FM, and um, I'm going to leave you with uh, with a song right now called uh, "Wonderful, Merciful Savior." Yes. Until then, may God richly bless you, and don't forget, keep walking. In the footsteps of Jesus. Amen.